This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers audio experience with myself, Adam Strong. Hope you're doing a fantastic day, week, month, whenever you're listening to this amazing podcast, whether you're listening to us in real time or you're listening to the pre-recorded, you're listening to the pre-recording show on all the good podcast platforms out there as well. So listen, today is going to be a great session. I've got a good friend of mine. I was introduced actually probably only a sort of a couple of months ago, maybe even a month ago, but I really love this gentleman. And it's interesting how, I don't know how the hell we didn't connect before. I have no clue whatsoever, but today's subject, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to build a business and how to make money online using social media. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm quite excited about where these where our conversation is going to be going. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So our guest for today, his name is Paul Mahoney. Paul is a entrepreneur, he's a four times best-selling author. He's also a Guinness World Record holder, which I never knew about him. His main specialism is, is in digital marketing, wealth and money mindset type of thing. He also writes um, a column, um, a regular, co- he's a columnist for the Sunday Independent and uh, Examiner newspapers. He's been on various stages with the likes of Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. He's been on the likes of, uh, with, the, with the likes of Robert Kiyosaki, just to mention a few. And, you know, he's from Ireland, obviously, with a, with a surname of Maho Mahomany, of course, an Irish surname. And, you know, I'm really excited about today. So listen, guys, before we get started, if you have any questions, do feel free to use the comments in the comment section below because, hey, listen, this is going to be a great session. So so without further ado, Mr. Paul Mahoney. Woo! Hey, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All good, all good. Listen, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you too. Happy Thursday to you. Um, so I hope life's treating you well and uh, yep. excited about where today's going to take us and, and things like that because, you know, it's interesting. The whole kind of, you know, making money online type of thing, right? Because I remember, I, I, I still believe, and this, again, this is my personal opinion, I still believe that people haven't got a clue about how to do it and make, make, do you know what I mean? It's like, they, they, it's like, oh, is it complicated? How does that work type of thing? And I don't know. What's your opinion on that? I think the vast majority of people are absolutely experts at making money online. In fact, they do it every day of the week. The problem is they're making money for other people. Right? Ah! <laughs> that's the thing. That is the thing. People, they just don't cop the fact Mm. that they have this mental block about making money online and they've absolutely no issue going straight online every day, booking flights, buying presents, getting (laughs) gifts for Christmas, getting ready for Black Friday. They know exactly how to press buy now, you know, and Mm. what what people, and that's why I talk about rethinking all the time. Every Mm. time you buy, somebody is selling. Every time you send money, someone else is receiving it. I, I think of the internet in very simple terms, like the biggest bank account in the world where only a few people have actually uh, received the pin number 
to make withdrawals from that bank because most people are just making deposits after deposit after deposit. And if they hear anybody taking money back out, they go, that's a scam. Don't you dare. The internet's a scam. Oh, by the way, what's your credit card details? Yeah, so it's it's all just, it's up. And and that's the great news, by the way. I'm smiling and laughing at it because that's why it's so exciting for people to realize that it's actually just a mental switch that needs to go off in their mind. Even their most cynical friends spend money online. You know, it's crazy. It's interesting. Like it's kind of like shifting that thing. Was whereas how can I be the next Jeff Bezos? Right? How can I be like? Do you know what I mean? And Amazon's is just a great example of that. And there are many great examples of you know. And I, I remember. Uh, well, in fact, you know, you know, with Amazon that was in debt for I don't know the best part of fifteen years before it even started making money. Um, I mean, yeah, they're making money now, but. You know, they're it, doing all right. They're doing. They're doing, okay. they're doing, they're doing pretty average. You know, you know. <laughs> it's caught up. <laughs> yeah, it's caught up. Definitely, hundred percent. So, listen, um, great turn. By the way, I was going to ask you, Guinness World Record holder. What's that all about? Come on, tell me. You didn't tell for me speaking, about speaking for public speaking. I was part of a group that we, uh, God, I think we spoke for. Let me check. Uh, one hundred and twenty-six hours between us, uh, without a break. So I went through the night. You had to have a certain amount of people in the audience for the whole thing. This was pre-COVID, so it was actually live at an event in Peterborough. So, yeah, it was um pretty cool to be part of. That's pretty cool. 126 hours, man. How, how the hell can you speak for 126 hours? We, we just called that a night out in Ireland. <laughs> I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that, that that's all it took. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. I suppose if you've got a couple of pints of Guinness as well to go with it, and you'll be fine. But yeah. um, <laughs> well, listen, I want to get into um, I want to get into our conversation. So, um, you know, making money online, making money online, not spending money online. What? Um, let's talk about going let's dive straight in and let's talk about some of the things i mean you're an expert in this field and you know you've had various conversations business owners and entrepreneurs alike what do you think are some of the false perceptions of making money online with a lot of people a lot of our listeners then they're scratching their head they're thinking how's this possible right you you know they're trying to figure out what the special secret or the secret source of the equation or whatever it might be but what from your perspective what do you think are some of the false perceptions of making money online um, I, I think basically for most people, the reason why they have this mental block is they they haven't made any. So mm. and followed by they don't know anybody that's made any. So mm. it's I, I always think of it like driving a car. I mean, if you if you when you started to learn how to drive that first lesson, if it would have been it'd be very easy to say, oh, I'm never going to get this. This is just impossible until you mm. realize your granny can do it. <laughs> until you realize your friends that you don't have any respect for can do it. So you immediately by association go, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So mm-hmm. even though you want to, you don't have any reference point. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. Anybody that you know, more than likely, let's say just average uh, person in an average job, they, mm-hmm. we ha- still have this negative perception surrounding it. So there, it's still kind of considered this strange black art, this, this ooh, I, you know, and when you don't know anyone, I understand that. Right. And, mm. and then, like you just mentioned, Jeff Bezos, suddenly people compare themselves to the richest person in the world, like <laughs> that. They're the only two things. There's you who have never made money in line. And then there's Jeff Bezos. It's like, well, 
what about everybody else in between? So um, and then you're obviously going to think you need a website, you need to code, you need to do all these things that we build up as being complicated and being technical, and you need your own product, and you need a service, and you need a business, and you need a business loan. And then it's very easy to build it up into something that quite simply it's not. But I can see why it's easy to justify why it's not even worth getting started. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you go from one extreme to another. I mean, it's, it's a bit like if you want to be a marathon runner, you know, why would you compare yourself to the world or Olympic world champion of being a marathon runner and comparing him to you or her to you? It just doesn't make any sense to me. All right. It's, it's just from one it's extreme to another. It's funny that you say that. I ran two marathons this year, right? And I've never <laughs> ran a marathon before in my life. I've never trained for a marathon. Okay. And I just, I don't have the time. As in, if I told my wife, oh, I'm going to train for a marathon. So do you know what that means? It means for six months, I'll run five miles, then 10 miles, then 15 miles, then 20 miles. I'll even run 24 miles and then stop <laughs> and then say, okay, I'm nearly ready, right? So I, I run every day somewhere between 15 minutes plus, but I kind of my minimum is 15 minutes. And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to keep running one of these days, like Forrest Gump style, and prove <laughs> to myself and to my own clients that you don't have to do everything per the book to prove you can do it. And sure enough, True. I mean, it was hard. But you know what? 26 miles is running one mile 26 times. And I remember thinking this is the perfect metaphor for an online business. Stop overcomplicating it, right? If your yeah. muscles will last one mile, they'll last two, they'll last three. But just focus on your presence on now mm. and this moment. And you'd be surprised what you can do. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, especially over the last sort of 18, uh, 24 months. I mean, some of the things that's come out off the back of what's been going on in the world with things like the audio only apps, which is wisdom clubhouse, you know, the important of connection and stuff like that. Do you think that also plays an important role when it comes to not just building up your personal brand because visibility is important, but do you think that also has an important ingredient when it comes to selling, not just yourself, but I mean, you know, making it successful. Does that make sense? Do you mean social media? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, look, at, at the end of the day, um, wealth is a transition of, of money from people looking to solve, to get a problem solved to the mm -hmm. people that have the solutions. So mm -hmm. getting in front of people is critical to success in business. So mm -hmm. regardless of opinions around social media, it's irrelevant. That's where, pe mm -hmm. that's where people are. That's where they hang out. That's what they want to do. It's their lives. We don't judge them. So what do you do? You want to get in front of them. So your own personal opinion on, oh, I don't like it. I don't understand it. It's crazy, et cetera. It's, it's your personal opinion. And the longer you take to appreciate that what you think and your view is irrelevant when it comes to figuring out how you're going to solve problems for people. If they're there, you want to be in front of them. So that's why I keep harping on about rethinking social media. Mm -hmm. What your view of it, which is uh, not yours specifically, Adam, but a lot of people about why would you go and spend all day watching other people spending their lives? That's up to them. That's what mm, they want to do. It's extremely addictive. It's got all the aspects of like gaming, et cetera, to keep you hooked. And um, we're all addicted in some way to our phones. So what we need to realize is that with that comes the greatest opportunity. And I genuinely mean this, that has ever been the fact that people will carry you around with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I joke on stage about, you know, you couldn't care less about your partner being charged first thing in the morning. But if your phone has only got 11 or 12% battery, it's like an absolute nightmare. Oh my God, how am I going to get through this morning, right? And with the moment people start to realize like, oh, that's, that's true. People actually would rather lose their purse or their wallet than their phone. Mm. 
right? True. That, that's that's the mindset that people have that this this is their world and yeah. great, right? Because you, that means you have the opportunity to get in front of them, but use the platforms that they want to be in front of. And let me just add to that as a caveat: it doesn't mean that you have to be on social media talking about you, 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 right? In social media, there are what do I say? There are three eyes, right? There's an eye in social. And there's an eye in media. Where's the other? And but it's it's all about the other person, not yeah. about you. I call it social media. Switch it around. Mm. Stop making mm. it about me. There's the two mm. eyes and there's the me, right? So make it about them, not about yourself. And and also, I, I don't know about you, but I also feel like um, you know a, a lot of the audience maybe they what they and we're in a very what i call judgmental world right they're always people are always trying to compare themselves to other people and that pisses me off because it that what that does is that just creates insecurities and then and then analysis by paralysis and then it opens up a whole can of worms right i mean what's your take on that that's that's all uh i mean it there's there's obviously an inbuilt um contradiction there and irony in that you know when we're judging people who are saying they're judging but that aside you 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 have to appreciate that we have this massive spike in mental health and mental uh, health issues True. and it because it comes from in my view and it's a very simplistic view but it comes from shifting the focus on your purpose and being distracted from that by confusing what other people do and kind of projecting their values back into themselves, like Dr. John Martini would talk about, where you're putting other people on a pedestal, where their yeah. perfect day, in your view, is their normality and reality, which it's neither. So, like, I'm a huge believer in helping people uh, just plug out from that for a moment and actually mm. decide where is it that you want to go? Because if you don't know your destination, this becomes your compass. Absolutely. And that's what's leading so many people astray is this is telling them where to spend their time, their energy, their focus, their money. And ultimately, that's what leads to, you know, huge issues in terms of um, like the issues that we're seeing right now. But it's all controllable with a bit of perspective and just stepping out and stepping back and appreciating what it yeah. is for what it is. It's a tool. That's all it is. You know, it's interesting. I, I, we, I think it was with... Um... Evan Carmichael that was speaking with um, a few weeks ago. And I always talked about the importance of perceptional awareness. Do you know what I mean? Like literally knowing your surroundings, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing your environment and where you're at, what makes you happy and stuff. And I think it's so important. And I think that you've highlighted even more that that is even more important in this day and age, especially when it comes to, visibility making money online and stuff like that i don't know what's your thing what do you yeah, think agreed. and i mean so much so that i, I literally created a, a charity and a company around getting to people when they're little people because mm. you know, it's we, we target children from 7 to 17 where that's where it's very easy to teach this as a skill because we as adults are not we were not born into a world that they're being born into we True. actually don't know. Our brains don't know how to handle this constant mm. bam, 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 bam. And then so naturally, most people say, this is bad. Mm. Take your kids away from screens. It's not like how it used to be in our day. They need to be outside more. And, you know, we're constantly projecting an old view of the world onto our children, which, of course, our parents did to us and their parents did to them. We're just repeating the same process. So, again, everything has an upside. 
you know, in my view, at least equal to that downside. So it's just open, exactly like you said, we need to have this awareness shift in terms of, okay, what's the perspective upside? How do you encourage people of all ages to use it in a beneficial way? Um, and, and rather than saying, this is bad, stop using it, all social media is terrible, you know, it's creating such a judgmental world, such a polarizing world. People are polarized anyway. It yeah. just allows people to actually, uh, you know, you get to engage in whatever interests you have. And unfortunately, mm. every voice is now considered, uh, maybe unfortunately is the wrong word. <laughs> well, I'll finish it out anyway. But I was going to say, unfortunately, every opinion is considered equal, which in my view should not really be the case. Like a PhD in something versus somebody who just knows nothing about that topic, one opinion, another opinion, they should not be valued the same. And that, that's a challenge, right? That's a challenge Definitely when not. you don't know um, what's true from what's false. Absolutely. 100%. Very cool. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, I mean, the, I mean, some of the clients that you work with and or maybe come across, you know, whether it be people, entrepreneurs, business owners, some of our listeners, potentially, what do you think before before making a decision of, OK, so I've decided that I'm going to make a I'm going to really go in and try to make money online, right? Build a business, whatever it is. But what do you find, you know, maybe that they have this um, inexperience or they've had an experience where they may have dabbled with it. They've dipped their toe in the sea and they've got a little bit, should we say, stone struck because it's like, oh, well, this doesn't work because they didn't do it for long enough. What do you think are some of the common mistakes that, a lot of these entrepreneurs and business owners make when it comes to trying to build a business online? A great question. I, I think it's um, the, the, the biggest mistake. Let's assume they're business owners. I think the mm. biggest mistake is that people can't get confused. Business owners get confused between the process of understanding online marketing versus their own product and service. They mm. assume because they can't sell their thing that potentially nobody wants anyway, that the internet doesn't work. And mm. I said to be hang on a second, right? These are two completely different things, right? Yep. Um, they, 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 they preload a lot of assumptions around, well, I want this and this is gonna be amazing and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna get my passion into my purpose. And I'm gonna do all this stuff, especially beginners um, at the start of their business. And basically, the, again, the metaphor I use, people really can relate to it is they want the Ferrari um, while learning how to drive. And so you never learn how to drive in your dream car, right? You learn how to drive in a car. So you learn how to get from A to B, right? You learn how, how this works because as soon as you have your license and you understand how the road works and how to stay on the road and stay between the lines and deal with traffic, you can drive any car later. So mm. I say to people, learn the system first and don't be emotionally connected to it because it's like writing a book that nobody wants to read. You say, oh, I don't know why that didn't sell. It's because the cover was crap. It was nothing to do with the content. How could people judge the content if they didn't buy the book? The same right. with the product in your business. Learn the system first. That's why I'm a huge advocate of sell people other businesses' products. Like you mentioned Amazon. Mm -hmm. like, most mm -hmm. people still don't know that right now, today, you can sell anything on Amazon, whether it's a camera or a book but that you haven't built. You could sell it today and make money, right? And people, what? What? Who? How? And the reason they <laughs> resist is they don't know anybody that does it. Um, True. And that's why I keep, that's the opportunity though. That is the opportunity. It's because the people you know don't do it. It's only a matter of time before. I genuinely believe in the next five years the that more people will have online businesses than jobs. 
It, it, that's mm. where we're going because people will realize you cannot rely on somebody else to make you money. It's going to come back down to you ultimately. Absolutely. 100%. Love that. Very cool. Um, for you guys that are listening in, by the way, if you if you are listening in, do give us a like, share, or a comment, comment section below. And if you are listening to the pre-recording of this show and you have any questions to Paul, please do me a favor. You can also get access to him by clicking on any of the links on the access below and uh, reaching out to him. Just mention the podcast as well uh, um, at the end of it. So um, interestingly enough, I was thinking about, I mean, we have as in like me, you, everyone in the world has been programmed into a particular way of traditionally making money, right? And normally that is going down the route of let's trade time for hours, time for pounds, time for dollars, whatever a currency is. Let's talk about some of the pros and cons of building a business the traditional way versus the online way. I'd love to have a discussion around that. What's your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, the facts say it all, right? Uh, traditional <laughs> business, 96% chance of failure. 96% chance of failure. Mm. Worst of all, lots of those people have degrees, they have qualifications, they're in debt from being qualified to learn how to run a business. Then they come out into the real world and they realize, hang on, hang, hang on now a second. This textbook written in 2008 doesn't really seem to apply the strategies that they talked about in, in Facebook and getting fans and, you know, that is my my biggest peeve is people are willing to invest tens of thousands of pounds, dollars, euros crazy. In, to getting letters after their name, uh, qualifications, as opposed to focusing on numbers in your bank account. hundred percent. And it's nobody's fault. It's a it's a crossover of generations like this. Like I. I let me name drop here. I just got an article in Forbes last week where I literally talk about this topic that this did work up until around the year 2000, the late 90s, that this old process used to work. However, the, the, the idea now of a traditional business, it's too outdated. I mean, you got, just have to look at some of the biggest brands in the world that have had to shut down because they didn't move with the times. Now, that, that's one side of it. The other side is, if you go online, no bank loan, right? No, no writing your first work of fiction, which we call our right? Your, your business plan, right? Anybody who's ever written one, you've written, a, you've written a book, you've written your first novel, right? Nobody believes it. The bank doesn't believe it. People, <laughs> people ask, why do banks give money to people if they don't believe in the business plan? Because banks lend money. They are in the business of loaning money to people who are going to keep needing to borrow more money, right? Think about that. That doesn't make them bad. That's their business model. They give money to people who actually really need it. So, it's a stamp for me of death, a death nail on your business. If they're approving it, it ain't a good sign. So with online, you don't need to borrow money. In fact, if you go into the bank and ask them for it, they're going to say probably not for an online business because they think, hang on, where, where is this going to be a long-term bad debt on our side or an asset in their books? So mm. look, the beauty of it is it comes down to this. You might spend three years to realize that your business doesn't work and you're in debt and you've remortgaged the house. Online, it will take you three days. Does your concept work? Get it in front of an audience, the perfect audience using Facebook, Instagram, otherwise. And if they say no to it, well, then don't go create that product. You've just got instant, real-time market feedback. And for less than a pound, less than a dollar, less than a euro, you can start testing your theory. Let your ego get taken out of the way and just find out from the marketplace what do people want. And yeah, it, what an incredible time to be alive to be able to do this. But again, I mean, that's why you and I are constantly 
you know, harping on about this stuff and people wonder why do you bother teaching if you can do it it's because people are suffering all over the world especially entrepreneurs because they think it's all about the things they learned in where whatever they've listened to but that you need a great business idea you know mm. that you need then get borrow well get a nice low interest rate spread it out over a few years You're like what get a nice premises <laughs> make sure you look at the part You're like, what what are you talking about like living the fairy tale, or keeping up with the Joneses, Paul. That's what it is. Yes, correct. Do you know what I mean? I it's like, you know, do you know, you know and, and I'm sure you, you know, because we're kind of the same sort of millennial, if you like, but, you know, it's like the whole kind of program of go to school, get, get a good job and go buy a new car, get a mortgage that you're in debt for the rest of your life and live happy and live happily ever after. I always found that quite weird, actually. <laughs> I mean, if only we actually kept Latin going in schools, we would realize that mortgage comes from the word mortier, meaning to die. Like, you actually realize that mortgage means acquiring debt until death. You can, you can see why mortgage brokers are pretty happy that nobody understands Latin anymore. Hi, would you like to get the debt until death? Well, well, no, I only came in for a mortgage. Yeah, that's what it is, debt until death. Right? So ju you're just opening your awareness to that and appreciating that the average person in the, the first world spend $600,000 on interest on debt alone in a lifetime. Like if That's you're wondering crazy. where your money is going and, and just waking up because you, there's always the, the villain that you're comparing against. So like the mm. villain is like the internet, it's a scam, it can't mm. be possible. But mm. remember what you're comparing that against, right? That the dream is sending your kid to the college at least, you know, between 50 and $100,000 of debt. Mm. Um, we live in a society where our five-year-olds are financially more secure than our 25-year-olds, and nobody ever talks about the madness that that actually is in reality. So that's why I just challenge people to rethink it and think, hmm, that is actually a fair point. Why do I have to go backwards in order to go forwards? True. Very it's a good point there, Paul. Um, interestingly enough, I am going to play devil's advocate a little bit actually Please. um <laughs> so you know i i know that there are a lot of thriving business out there that still use the traditional ways of you know building a business right and mo most of those are tends to we, we tend to find are in the service driven businesses right um uh, a law firm i don't know yep. an accounting firm whatever it might be or whatever yep. it is um and so their question, I suppose, again, if I was a law firm and I was thriving because of, you know, not generally because I've built an online business or whatever it is, I suppose my question is, what advice do you have for people that are potentially would be open to exploring an online business, but also maybe sort of looking at the way, looking at it from their perspective of saying, okay, well, you've got a successful business. But when is it going to be, when is it, when will it be the t right time to then transition into something which is a little bit more digital? What's your thoughts? I know there's two questions there. No, that, I mean, they're kind of um, similar. Well, mm. the thing is, as a, let's say, take the example, a lawyer or an accountant, um, 100% agree. Of course, they're like people, you need, there is a role in society where you need lawyers. There's a role in society mm. where you need accountants. There's a role in society where you need dentists, doctors, chiropractors, right? Absolutely. Um, and they will agree that that's the, the role they're playing. They'll also agree, many of them, that their ultimate goal, unless they genuinely love what they do, 
is to run a business rather than run the practice, as in having mm. to get up and see people every day. So it comes down to a simple question. Do they want to grow more? And if the answer is yes, they say, okay, well, let's look at the cost of acquisition of clients through the traditional method. Or let's look at can we acquire clients in today's world where two years ago, if you wanted to see a lawyer, it wasn't even considered a thing that you might do it online because there's so much privacy involved. And what if somebody hacks in and finds out? <laughs> now it's like, well, why could you not represent somebody? Um, now, other than I'm trying to think of example, dentistry, chiropractic, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is going to be difficult. You're going to have to at some point um physically see somebody in a room but law accountancy not required so depending on which it is if there is an actual physical requirement how do you go digital well then you got to figure out do we look at a expanding selling licenses maybe to that dental practice around the world which would be a bit of bit weird maybe on, unless you can build up a really strong dental brand that mm -hmm. as part of the agency they get all of their social organized for them as part of it, you run local ad marketing for them because you'll destroy all your local dentists in terms of if you know what you're doing in social media, you'll be able to get in front of everybody within a 20-mile radius. And the other option then is, well, look at things like, uh, like let's say Smilebright in the UK where like they're, they run ads to get, like, literally to you to get your – they're taking orthodontists out as a practice. They're going straight yep. to the dentist, one dentist who you never meet, they're taking orthodontists as a practice out, unless obviously it's complicated cases. So you've sure. got that option, you've, which is completely global, because they print those wherever you are, send them to you over a, a week, um, every week, a different one. Veneers are online, teeth whitening. There's lots of options that you can do and add to what you already do and use your credibility in that space so that you can you can go into it in that way and expand in that way. That would be the way I'd go because there's higher margins lower uh costs in terms of people mm. and headcount love it love it very cool um <clears throat> interestingly enough and again i know that i know what some people might be thinking and including some of our listeners might be well paul this is this all sounds really good this all sounds like all good to, good to be true but paul i don't have anything to sell online i don't mm. have a product i don't have a service i don't have any of those things yeah. So what what can I do to make money online? Let's 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 have a conversation about it. Sure. Well, I mean th that was me. I like I just to give people a background. I, I worked in a corporate job. Worked for a, a U.S. multinational medical device company for nine ten years. Mm. Um, uh, quit my job after attending a Tony Robbins event. And, uh, <laughs> as I, you do. I, yeah, as you do. Nothing to sell online. No business experience. Um, <clears throat> I did not. I mean, I had an MBA, which. I'll still continue on. No business experience. Um, so <laughs> has that I, I effect, by the well. way. You, you, yeah. When, <laughs> I had no expertise. I, I didn't, you know, so, um, and that was when I came across this thing called affiliate marketing, mm. which so many people who have ever dabbled on the internet have for some reason in their mind's eye said, oh, that stuff affiliate marketing oh and immediately they just turned their nose up i'm like oh that's interesting because i did the same mm -hmm. i remember my first ever he became my mentor um i was at a workshop with him and that was when i made my first money on that day mm -hmm. but he literally was asking me uh you know what are you going to promote on your social media and i said oh i don't have a I don't have a product or service. And he just said to me, what time did you come in today? And I said, what do you mean? He said, did you miss the first three hours this morning? I said, no, no. He said, he said, 
you heard me talk about affiliate marketing for three hours, right? I said, oh, that, that's not, <laughs> oh, I don't know, is it my morals or my ethics or the way I was brought up, but um, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm not comfortable promoting products that I haven't used. I'll never forget how he looked at me and he smiled and he said, okay, Mother Teresa, you can, <laughs> you can spend the next five years with you, spending your money with your ego deciding if you think other people's stuff meet your guarantees or you can use a magic tool called Google and type in the name of the product followed by the word reviews and use other people's money to work <laughs> out if something is good enough or not. So get your ego out of the freaking room. You know, and I was like, wow, like this guy is 100% accurate. And then I remember my initial, my immediate response was, yeah, but what if, what if they buy it and they don't want it? They'll blame me. He said, that's why you only promote products with money back guarantees. And ah. I remember thinking, well, why didn't you just freaking say that? <laughs> it, right? So it, it becomes very obvious. He said, when you buy a book on Amazon, do you, do you first of all buy it, read it and give it back? Or do you read the reviews? I said, I check out the reviews. And he said, how is this any different? I said, it isn't. He said, exactly. And, and from that moment on, and literally that night, I made my first sales online, $44.20 while I slept on my aunt's floor uh, in Arundel outside London because I couldn't afford a hotel. I'd quit my job, et cetera. I remember thinking, I need to sleep more because I made more money while I was asleep than while I was awake. And that was it. I was hooked. I realized this is it. Like it just took a few moments. I'd made money. Um, and now you could literally scale it to whatever degree that you wish or, or that I wanted. And then later, yes, I created my own stuff. But, you know, once it had been proven to me, but it it was a mental block more than anything. It wasn't a technical block. Do you think it was also plain ignorance as well? Um, well, he had, see, he had talked about it for three hours. The thing is, you wouldn't <laughs> hear what you're willing to listen to. True, true. You know, like, I had this massive, like, he, he was very good in that. He said, Paul, the biggest reason why most people that aren't making money online are not making money online he said, are you ready for it? I said, yeah, I'm ready. He said, it's because they have nothing for sale. <laughs> what do you mean? He said, ask them, what have you got for sale right now that somebody can buy? And their response will be, uh, uh, uh. he said, the answer is nothing. <laughs> and he said, the reason why is because they're afraid to give their bank account details to partners because, oh, stranger danger, never share your bank account details. He said, if I did business cards anymore the only thing i'd put on it is my bank account details that's how they can contact me right that's very smart but he said you know people won't give their paypal address they won't give their home address they won't give the so he said how are people supposed to pay you if you have nothing for sale and nobody has your bank account details and i was like guilty as charged true how can you make money when you have nothing for sale and it, but here's the thing adam we're all children in adult bodies and when we are challenged on something that we get out of our comfort zone, we, from in my perspective, I'm dealing with tens of thousands of people, the same thing happens, we turn into children. We go, yeah, but, you know, and you immediately, you just become the child within yourself again, and you start struggling for ridiculous arguments, and you realize, wow, I really haven't grown up in the business <laughs> world to realize if nothing's for sale, nobody's going to buy anything. You know, Sorry. you kind of have to wake up and, and realize that there's a lot of belief systems you've inherited from other people, most often your parents, which ultimately comes down to being rich means you're a bad person. And it, until rude. that is rooted out and, and reflowered with different weeds, it's going to keep coming back over and over again that 
if you if you're not brought up wealthy like I wasn't, there's some something deep down within you is if you've got money, it's because you're not giving it to the people that need it the most. And until you mm. overcome that, in, in, and I don't mean pretend overcome or gloss over it, I mean you go in deep into it and really understand that the biggest difference on the planet are the people with the biggest bank accounts. And the sooner you appreciate that, right? Money talks much louder than words. You can do all the marketing you want on the street, but if you had the cash, you could make real change, real impact. And that's when I completely had an eye-opening moment. I said, wow, I changed the lives of children around the world by creating an incredible business and let me fund it rather than going around begging other people to put their money into it. What was the uh, what was the what was the product that you what was the product that you made forty four dollars and twenty cents from? It was called Subliminal Power, and he, this is a, a <laughs> as part of that program I was at. Right? Yeah. Um, maybe I should go back a little bit. I was half a million in debt. I had two. This I was in living a dream. Right? I had my house, which sounds like negative it. Equity, <laughs> negative equity. I had my rental house, which was also two hundred fifty thousand negative equity. Um, it, driving in a BMW I didn't own and working in a job and I was like, oh, you have a great job. Youngest ever director in the company I was in. Then I looked in my bank account and realized, how am I half a million in debt and living the dream here? So I went to a, an online marketing, well, actually it wasn't even called that. It was called basically a, a life lasting success in Dublin, 2009. Got it. Got it. And it was at that that I bought these three products about how to make money online. So that's kind of the segue into this. At the third and final one of those, um, I had quit my job because I've been to Tony Robbins, but I hadn't made a single penny online. At that event, after I had that conversation that I mentioned earlier about affiliate marketing, we then moved on to, he said, so what are you going to sell now? And he looked at my work laptop, which I hadn't given back, actually. I must give back. <laughs> As you could see, I was using this software. And this software, for those of you that are not technical and you hear the word software and you, you, you shut down, there's no need, right? This software used to plug in a CD and you typed in your goals, what your yep. goals were. And every two to five seconds, it would flash the goal up really quickly. Sublim so the theory is the subliminally, you're looking at your goals every five seconds and it switches between your goals. And it had worked amazingly for me. I'd literally hit it was a, I'd, I'd, I'd health goals. I had goals around quitting my job and it all actually happened. And he said, why don't you promote that? And I said, because I don't own it. And this is literally what I was thinking. Even after him telling me about, he said, like, what's wrong with you? Like, we've just gone through this. And I said, how do you know about it? He said, because I recommended it to you in your homework. You bought it through me. He said, I'm actually one of the testimonials. I was like, oh, you made money from me by this? <laughs> He's like, my God, you're, you are like the quintessential cynic. Do you not understand it's the same price? I was like, oh, hmm raging right and you realize wow <laughs> you turn into a child like you turn into a child so he said just go to the he actually with me and he was younger than me go to yeah. the website scroll down to the bottom click on the link put in it and it asked for dt he's watching me he said put in your address i said no he said okay put in my address and he started <laughs> typing it in i said what are you putting your address in for he said that's where they send the checks he said <laughs> That's when we had the conversation about, do you want to get paid or do you want me to get paid? I was like, okay, okay. And sometimes you need that slap of reality. So Love that it. link, I finally went through the process. We got a link and the link was there. And he said, now you put that link in front of, I was doing Twitter at the time, the seven got days it. into my Twitter account. 
He said, put that link in front of your followers. And I said, Mark, I've never written a tweet. He said, either have I. He said, read the website, take one or two lines out and just put it up as a post. And yep. that's exactly what I did. And put a few tweets out before I went to bed. Next morning, two people from New Zealand had bought that software. And I was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. And I walk in the next day into the classroom like I was a, a god. It's like, look at this guy, $44 <laughs> losers. Around. They were like, oh my God, this guy can do it. Like, yeah, it's it's funny because that second day that, that he was very sharp, this guy, very sharp. And he, he looked at me and he said, do you want to make $44.20 every now and again? Or do you want to make millions of dollars? And I was like, obviously millions. And he said, he said, to me, it's not obvious with you because you spend, you spend all of your time judging others, finding problems, uh, why everything else is bad. He said, you Love need it. to wake up and appreciate your ego is the problem. And until you learn how to get coached, you ain't going to make any progress. And I was like, wow, this I don't like this guy one bit. <laughs> everybody needs one of those people at a certain point in their lives to humble them and bring them back and give them perspective and say, look, whatever you think the world is right now, it doesn't revolve around you. You need to, you need to help people. You need to change your goals from just getting rich and being all about you. And the, the bigger your vision, you know this, Adam, the bigger your vision and the more integrity you have around genuinely caring about people and giving them something that can help them change their lives for their betterment, mm. the easier money starts to go in your direction, whether you want it or not. If you provide value and charge for it, people will pay ultimately. So yeah. that's why where social media comes in is you can get that message out there, whether it's for you or your brand or otherwise. Yeah, it's interesting. I love the fact I, I picked up a great, some golden nuggets from your conversation there. But I think the ultimate thing for me was like, you know, getting people to call out your bullshit, really, in a nutshell, because that's essentially what it is, is essentially saying, well, hang on a minute, you, you think this, but actually you're wrong. And this is the, why you're wrong type of thing, you know, yeah. which, which, which I think is absolutely fantastic. All right, cool. Listen, um, I was going to say um, now in terms of like, actually getting started you know so because you do a lot of stuff in the social media world right you mentioned in your previous you know you were on twitter you didn't know what to say and stuff like that like yeah. where do where do people really need to start yeah. they made a decision they're like okay paul you convinced me mm. i'm i'm loving what you're saying to me i'm mm. excited just by listening to you i want to start making some money online but i'm just not sure where i need to start yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll give a, a shameless plug. I would read my book, Rethink Social Media. I mean, and and then make an informed decision if it's for you or not. Yeah. Um, like we've sold, I don't know, 20, somewhere, we sold 20,000 on the first day. Like we sold so many, like people loved it. But here's the thing. You need to know what you want, right? You need to actually start with a plan. True. Am I the brand? Or am I actually very, very worried about what other people think? Mm. If you are honest enough to say, and this is so, so common, it's called the chameleon effect, where you change <laughs> how you introduce yourself to people based on who they are, you are very, very, uh, let's maybe worried is not the word, but we'll use it, worried about what those people think about you. Mm. So that is a massive Achilles heel starting out because you say, how do I do this without my friends and family finding out? Now, if this is resonating with you, you say, oh my God, that's exactly what I was thinking. That was exactly what I was thinking. I want to get money from strangers, but I don't want my friends mm -hmm. or family to know. Perfect. 
you should not be doing a personal brand, right? <laughs> Later, maybe get into that. But you need to create. So know that from the start. Okay, I'm going to create a business. I'm going to create a brand. It's nothing to do with mm -hmm. me. Otherwise, you might be the influencer. You might be, no, I want to do this. I want to be like mm -hmm. Adam. I want to get what. Perfect. So if you know which it is and pick one, start with that. Then go and get your social real estate in place your instagram account your facebook page your twitter account your youtube channel your linkedin page uh your pinterest account get the basics the big six the big seven i see is your name available your brand or your personal brand uh or a version of it and now at least you've got that set up right get mm -hmm. and put a consistent image across them all a consistent brand image across mm -hmm. them all look for consistency because consistency creates believability um, in your mind's eye of your clients, then pick one and start with that. Probably Facebook for most people, unless you're business to business, True. be LinkedIn. Start with that, grow it, put a bit of effort, time into it. I, I'm going to give you all some really good news. I do all of my social media for an entire year in one day. That's it. Right. So lots of people think, <laughs> oh, he's social media. I don't check it. I don't get involved in it. I, I spend one day per year videoing content and it's up to my team to cut that splice it up dice it up mix it up whatever worked we do again that's it for an entire year so again that will come like um you know like it sounds like angels from heaven for some of you when you realize <laughs> that that's possible yes it's possible because instead of every week starting doing what will i say this week start with a longer term vision just like we talked about earlier the bigger your vision the easier the money is what's your vision for the year right Decide what do you want to be coming out with every quarter. It forces you as a business owner to start thinking longer term rather than how do I get cash in tomorrow. Mm. It's how do I provide value? What will people? What's going to be the natural story I'm telling here? And then divide up your day to create content about those topics. Change, bring a, a, a change in clothes multiple times, um, <laughs> different angles. I just rent out an Airbnb usually in a nice place. Um, of course, is, is a write off against your trip because you're going to do marketing. Um, and uh, and that's it. That's it for the year. You just cut that up and get somebody to do that for you. And um, it, it again, that will be about your brand. Some mm -hmm. of you might say, but Paul, you just said, if it's a brand, why are you recording you? Because I'm doing my personal brand. So if that's True. not you, you can either record your voice or you, you, you hire somebody else who's going to be the face of it ultimately. Mm. Love it. Love it. Very good. Love it. Fantastic. Listen, guys, hope you're enjoying some of our conversations. Um, we could talk about this. I, I actually remember the very first time myself, I actually remember the very first time when I started making money online when I was sleeping. And then, it, and you know, when you get this, it's like a snowball effect, right? When you get one and then it becomes two and then you, and you start getting something like, oh, what's going to be the next total when I wake up? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a bit like that, Paul. Do you know what I mean? And, and I so remember that, you know, and it is, it's really exciting, but it's just, then it's just, you know, doubling down what works, what doesn't work, you know, and things like, I mean, there's so many, I remember also the ways of, um, I came across uh, a few years ago about the whole kind of Amazon white labeling stuff, which is still very in tune with today's market. Um, and you mentioned joint ventures and affiliate marketing, which loads of companies do, but it's just a, a matter of, you know, finding out where those sites are, where the links are and stuff. I mean, it's, you really you really opened up Pandora's box in terms of I don't know about you guys, but it certainly opened my Pandora's box in terms of awareness about it's easy, guys, to make money online. You don't have to create your own products and services, which is great. Love that. So thanks. Well, 
and I take the you know there's a, I, remember, I remember when I went to a Tony Robbins event because I, I wanted to get into personal development it's like the first time you get into it you feel like oh, nobody knows about this stuff I should be the expert then I was looking at Tony Robbins going hang on a second how is this going to work? How do I compete with somebody with a following as loyal as mm. his? Somebody at six foot seven, six foot eight. One of his teeth was bigger than my head. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, and you know, when people say, what advice would you give to yourself 10 years ago? My advice would be, don't see him as competition. See no. him as a collaborator. Yeah. Like what if I was advising that person now, I said, okay, perfect. You're a Tony mm. Robbins advocate. Figure out how to start spreading his content, letting people know that his latest UPW event is coming on. Not that long ago, Adam, I sold over 100 tickets to a Tony Robbins event that I wasn't delivering. He was going to be working at. He was going to be getting up, doing his thing. And some of those tickets were as much as $5,000 per ticket. I know, so it's you literally are just, <laughs> and you're like, why, why did I see him as competition? What was, wow, my ego needed to kind of park itself up there to decide a little. Just help that person get wealthier and let him do the work. See him as one of your staff members. It's a very different perspective. And you realize mm. I'll never run out of people to promote because I'm always paranoid about all these competitors. Think of them as collaborators. Let them help them get wealthy. You'll get wealthier. You know, you know, what's really interesting about what you just said there is also also it's a fair exchange, because if you think about it, right, you're helping Tony promote his event and he's compensating you for because that's the fair exchange. That's that's the collaboration. Right. And it's interesting because and, and listen, I've made mistakes and I'm sure and you've definitely made mistakes as well. And about the fact that, you know, you know, you don't look at it from that perspective. It's like, well you'd very much highlighted in our conversation today about, you know, if it's not mine, I shouldn't go out promoting it, but actually, you know, collaboration is so underestimated and it's so under leveraged because you can leverage it the hell out of it. It's so good. Um, Adam, it's, it's ego. It's ego. It completely. It's That's exactly what I was going to say. Think about it. The, the nerve you have to say, I've just created a product and, it's better than anything else in the world. They should buy from me. Like, no, I'm sorry. I don't care what it is. Maybe just relax a little bit here, buddy. Right? Maybe like I, a friend who she's big into vegan food. Okay. I was like, I've got the best vegan recipes. I was like, no, you don't. I don't care who you are or who you think you are. Start by selling the best vegan recipes. Sell that yeah. first. Learn the yeah. process. Learn how yeah. to drive. And then later, your brand new car, car that you feel is better than the Tesla. Let's, let's test it out. But at least you'll have the bills paid. And exactly. I just, I feel I've neglected on one thing there in case someone is there. Oh, he, he nearly said exactly what to do, but he never quite did. Let me get, use this as a perfect time to say, well, what can I do to make money straight away? If you're on Twitter, you may not realize this, but you could literally sign up to become a promoter of Tony Robbins. Like we just mentioned, like his UPW event, go sign yep. up as a, uh, an affiliate partner. You can then run ads on Twitter that will be, only seen by Tony's 3 million followers, plus <laughs> up to 60 more million similar people to his people and just let them know, hey, I mean, they just did a live event in Florida. If you did this last week and say, hey, Tony's back. He's live in Florida. Uh, check out his website right now. Right? You're like, what? I can advertise his event to his people? now, And now, now let your gremlins run wild and let's see, <laughs> right? Let's see what your objections are. But why oh. isn't he doing it? Why can't I do Why isn't everybody? Relax. Why aren't you doing it is the question. Right? I well, love that it. That's something you can literally do right now. 
right this that's very fun. moment. That's fantastic. Listen, that's really opened up a can of worms for a lot of people. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, listen, I, I've really enjoyed our conversation. I mean, I, I, listen, it, it's been a, it's been great to have you here on the show. And uh, I hope that you guys are inspired or even energized by some of our conversations because, you know, like I said, I think that the world's your oyster, as I'd like to call it, you know, the there's so many opportunities out there. So this whole kind of mindset of, oh, there's no opportunities or there's none of this or, you know, I can't any online. It's a mindset more than anything else. I mean, Paul is, Paul is an expert at, at that at that side of stuff. And it's true. It's so true. It really is. It's happened to me. It's happened to Paul. It's happened to many of us. But I can tell you now from personal experience, this shit works. Trust me. Bottom line. End of. Anyway, listen, Paul, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. And uh, looking forward to forward collaborations, of course. Um, and uh, yeah. And listen, for you guys that are listening in, uh, make sure that you connect with Paul. Check out, what was the name of the book again, Paul? Rethink Social Media. Rethink Social Media. You can uh, check that out on all good online bookstores, whether it be on Amazon. There it is. Um, <laughs> make sure you check that out. Make a decision. OK, see if it's for you. If it's not for you, then at least, you know, at least you've got some uh, at least you've got some at least you then if it is for you, you can then start making some decisions and then put together a step by step kind of strategy. And by all means, feel free to reach out to Paul um, if you have any questions anyway. So, Paul, just want to say thanks very much again. Really appreciate you today. Thank you, Adam. I, I really appreciate it. I just want to finish up by saying, guys, think much bigger than making money online. See yourself mm. as a potential leader, as a potential uh, radiant, like a, a lighthouse where you are going to start to resonate. You're going to start to project hope to people, but not mm. just hopium, but like real life results in your life showing others. And the more skeptical you are and the older you are, the better the example you're going to be to others. So think bigger, right? Because I believe there, there needs to be people like, like game changers, right? Don't look around to find them. You absolutely, as you are today, are ready to go. Like you wouldn't be on the show otherwise. I don't believe in coincidences. So, you know, think bigger. Make your vision bigger, right? Who cares about the how-to? Once the why is clear, everything else will become clearer in due course. So thank you, Adam, for doing what you do, because it does, I'm sure, inspire a lot of people to, to take those steps that they're afraid of taking. Perfect. Awesome. Guys, hope you've enjoyed today. We'll see you again, see you again on the next Game Changers audio experience. Take care. And from me and Paul, see you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening into today's show. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. Just a reminder, we love creating this amazing podcast show. It wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for you guys. So we want to make sure that we would love it if you would be able to reciprocate and write an amazing, whether it be a one-star or five-star review. If you're listening to this on Apple, go to Apple on iTunes and go to the Game Changers Audio Experience, leave a one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer. If you're listening to this on Android, whether it be on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms, go to podchaser.com, that's podchaser.com, and leave a one or a five-star review on there. We'll be extremely grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers.